0: Welcome back to another episode of the In the Huddle podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Sam Gold.
1: And I'm Chris Rotundo.
0: You know, Chris, we're at week 13 already. We got a lot to cover, to be honest. It was a packed week, a lot of good games, a lot of things happened. So, honestly, let's just roll the intro. You're listening to In the Huddle with Sam Gold and Chris Rotundo. All right, so if you listen to our Friday episode, we covered the Thursday night game uh, between the Bills and Pats, so we'll get right into the one o'clock. Let's start with the oldest rivalry in the NFL, uh, Packers-Bears, and, you know, it was just one of those games, once again, where the Bears played some great offense at times. Justin Fields looked amazing um, in some highlights, Um, and then the Bears defense just sucks, and they gave up two touchdowns in the fourth to, I believe, way two touchdowns, yeah, 18 points in the fourth to the Packers. Um, props to Christian Watson. He's, he's the new Amon Ross St. Brown of this year, if you're playing fantasy. Um, and, yeah, I mean, the Bears just love blowing games at the end, but they don't really care because they have their quarterback and they have the second overall pick in the draft. So it's kind of a win-win. And uh, the Packers – I still think the season's over. So it was a nice win. Aaron Rodgers got to go into Chicago and still own them. But I mean, other than that, it was nothing that crazy.
1: Yeah, no, Sam, I agree with everything you said. Nothing crazy. Both teams won't make the playoffs. Um, Christian Watson without Romeo Dobbs are really seeing what he could be. They have two young guys there that could be um, solid receivers in this league for years to come. But besides that, Chicago happy. They see what they have with fields, all the upside there. And having an early draft pick is going to really be good for them. All right, so we can move on to a game that don't really have to talk too much about Uh, Steelers Falcons. Steelers get a a much needed win to keep their uh, slim playoff hopes alive. Um, What was it? 19 to 16. Minka sealed it with an interception at the end. The offense looked about the same. Uh, Besides that, Pat Fryermuth, another great game from him. But besides that really, Mm -mm 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 -mm, nothing to say Um, that Minka running out of bounds on that late interception in the game, not returning it for a touchdown hurt me in some of my fantasy leagues starting the Steelers defense, but you know what? It's okay. Steelers going to win. And then they go into, and then now they go play Baltimore next week in a very winnable game without Lamar Jackson.
0: You know, I just, (sighs) they do this every year, Chris, are they really
1: going to be eight and nine this year after I didn't think they were going to get more than six wins. They might be nine
0: and eight. This is what I'm like, saying. Like, I'm looking at their schedule. What do they have to win? They have to win four out of the last five. Okay, they can easily do that. They could split with the Ravens and then they can beat the Panthers, Raiders, and Browns. Like, they, they could just end with another winning record. Like, it's actually somehow, can, somehow they just sneak up on you every fucking year. Like, I mean, props to them. And it's not just luck. I mean, the team has looked better. The defense, you know, they finally have Watt back. They're playing better, and Kenny Pickett's slowly improving. So, I mean, props to them, but it's just, it's just yeah. crazy how they're only I, a few games away from a winning record.
1: Yeah, I mean, through through um through the eight games with with Kenny Pickett, he's four and four. His four losses came to four of the top teams in the league: the Bills, the Bengals, the Eagles, and the Dolphins.
0: I'm telling you, there's there's just some of these quarterbacks that might not be the most talented in the NFL, but they just. They find ways to win. They get in the right system. I could just see Kenny Pickett being one of those guys, so we'll see what happens. All right, Chris. Oh, by the way, the Falcons. I don't care what anyone says. Their they're season's over. That was... That was big. I blast.
1: mean, really quick with the Falcons. Is Desmond Ritter just, like, really that bad right now that he's not starting over Mariota?
0: No, the coach said that unless they're 100% eliminated from playoff contention, like, mathematically, then they're not going to take out Mariota, which, I mean... You do you, Falcons. Whatever. Um, okay. Jets, Vikings, an actual good game against two good teams. And although Mike White didn't have his uh, you know, his his best performance, I still was impressed. Look, the two interceptions were both not his fault. Um, if you watch the game, one I think both were off tip passes. Um and he still threw for three hundred and sixty-nine yards and gave him an exact he he, right into the hands of Braxton Berrios at the end of that game that would have taken the lead and put him in a great position to win the game. So I'm not putting this on the Jets' offense. Surprisingly, I'm going to put this on the Jets' defense for the first time probably this season. Um, you know, I think there was some chirping back and forth between Sauce Gardner and Justin Jefferson after the game, um, saying that Jefferson owned him or, you know, and then Sauce was like, I think I contained him pretty well. I think it was a mixture of both. I mean, Jefferson got his catches, but at the end of the day, the Vikings offense just slightly won. Kirk Cousins played, not amazing, but impressive for Kirk Cousins to go out there and not turn the ball over and put up 27 points against one of the best yeah, He started
1: out 0-6, and Sam, I know this is kind of off-topic right now, but got some breaking news. Mark Ingram suffered a, te- a slight tear in his MCL, putting him out four to six weeks, and that should be the end of his season, so – not good news for the Saints, but for Kamara owners with the playoffs ramping up. That's
0: uh, it's, uh, it doesn't make a difference. But... Oh, I'm so glad I got rid of Kamara. I, I just I don't even care that I didn't end up making the playoffs. Like I'm just happy I didn't have to watch Kamara get seven points again.
1: Thank God he did. I, I played against him and that put me in the playoffs in one of my leagues. So I will gladly take that.
0: Yeah, Chris. I mean, other than that with this game, uh it was close, it was fine. I mean, the main issue with the Jets offense besides the obvious Barrios drop uh, to take the go ahead touchdown was they just couldn't get touchdowns to begin the game. It was just settling for field goals and against the team that has Dalvin Cook, Justin Jefferson, Phelan, Hawkinson. You can't just keep settling for field goals. It's going to end. It's going to result in this five point loss. So, you know, the Jets, they played fine, but just not good enough. No, right, yeah, I,
1: agree, I agree with that. All right, Sam. Um another team that they didn't get off to such a slow start at the beginning we would be considering them in the mix right now that's the Detroit Lions they absolutely pounced the Jaguars 40 to 14 all one sided Jamal Williams racks up another touchdown Amon-Ra had one hell of a day again and the Lions just steamrolled another 5 and 7 you, will bet you go back to the beginning of that of the season when they what what were they only had, what were they 1 and five, 1 and 4 something like one that 1 and 6 one yeah. and six, you go back to that, and right there, that was their season. They started off really bad, and then they've turned it around the second half of the season, and they have five wins. and They're not mathematically out; they're not going to make the playoffs, but shows the fight in this Lions team.
0: Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm looking at their schedule. I mean, there was a few different times they could have pulled out the win. Uh, specifically looking at the Thanksgiving game. And then in week two against – or week three against the Vikings, I remember they gave up like a K.J. Osborne touchdown with like 20 seconds left. So if they just turn at least one of those around, they're one game out of the playoffs. But you know what, Lions? There's five games left. You could just win – you could win out. You never know. But you do play the Vikings and the Jets as your next two games, so – it's going to be slim. It's going to be very slim. You can beat the Vikings. I mean, you did it last year as a significantly worse team. Um, and then the Jets, I don't know right now. But, look, you, anything can happen. This was a good stepping stone once again. You actually blew out a bad team, finally, instead of just uh, scraping by. So that's an improvement. And, yeah, I mean, their offense just looks amazing, uh, like it does basically every other week. Um, the running backs are unstoppable. Amon Ross St. Brown is a top 15 guy. And, uh, yeah, and their defense finally played good. Uh, you know, Trevor Lawrence looked like he almost had a season-ending season, end- season ending injury with that ankle, and then he actually came back in the next quarter. So that's good for the Jaguars. But, yeah, look, I want to root for the Lions, but I, I I just don't see them catching up to the Seahawks or the or – the, commanders of the giants.
1: Yeah, they're and not and um Von Miller, you know, they said he wasn't he didn't have a torn ACL during surgery, just came out. They found a torn ACL, so he's done for the year now. That's a huge loss for the for the Bills. So some breaking news coming out within the last 10 minutes from the NFL. Okay.
0: Well, uh, as a Chiefs fan, you know, I hate injuries, but you know, I'll, I'll just keep quiet with that one. I'll keep quiet. Uh, you you know what I quietly think. All right. Anyways, Titans-Eagles, Chris, this was one that I, I tried to get cute with it and pick the Titans because, you know, you can't blame me. It does seem like the Titans could pull out those wins against those good teams. That's, that's the type of team they are, but I stand corrected. They just got blown out in this game. The Eagles win 35-10. to 10. It was the A.J. Brown revenge game. He had two touchdowns. I'm pretty sure I, I, we both said he was going to have two touchdowns. Um, and, yeah, well, I mean, I don't like, have one fifty to and 2 for him? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Jalen Hurts – this is, okay, I don't know. Well, we'll talk about the 49ers in a few games because now they don't have Garoppolo. But I didn't have I didn't have the Eagles making the Super Bowl uh, the last few weeks. But I got to say the mixture of the 49ers and Jalen Hurts now proving time after time that he doesn't necessarily have to rush for 100 yards. He could throw for 380 and 3 and not turn the ball over uh, and blow out a pretty good Titans team. I don't know. I mean, that's pretty scary if, if you ask me. So it's it's going to come down to the wire in the NFC. I mean, the Eagles, it does feel like they could just blow it. But I don't know. Now, now they keep proving time after time that they, they could win in different ways. So I don't know. It's, it's going to be tough.
1: The NFC is one of those. It's conference that I don't know who's going to come out because the Cowboys, I sure as hell have no faith in them. The Eagles, pretty easy schedule. They really haven't played too many uh, tough opponents this year. The 49ers. They're the team I probably had the most confidence in because it just seemed like a 49er thing to happen. Uh, Garoppolo, he's not out for the year. He If they make it deep in the playoffs, there's a chance he can return because it wasn't a broken foot. So it was like six to seven weeks. So there's a chance with him to return. The Vikings, I just don't see Kirk Cousins going. So who, who is there left, really? I mean... I mean,
0: you brush the. I get it with the Cowboys, but like you kind of just brush them off.
1: <laughs> this happens every year. Look, let's take
0: away the memes for two seconds. I think the Cowboys could absolutely go to the Super Bowl and win it, but that's the conversation for a few weeks down the line. I think they're, they, I think they're the best team in the NFC with the Garoppolo injury.
1: They have the offense. They have the. They obviously have the defense. It's just it happens every year. They go in there. They do really well in the regular season, and what happens? They fall flat in the playoffs. It's a cycle we see every single season, and Cowboy fans get fooled by it every single year, and they're going to lose, and then they're going to say it's going to be the same exact cycle next year.
0: We'll see. We'll see. It has to be broken first. I agree. Whoever comes
1: out of the AFC is winning the Super Bowl. That's... That's what it comes down to.
0: Look, anything can happen. I don't know. All right. Uh don't don't speak in too many definites. I mean, it's football. Anything can happen. This isn't this isn't uh, you know, baseball or basketball, or it's pretty uh, predictable. Anyway, sorry, I didn't mean to rag on other sports. Browns, Texans. I
1: don't Browns give a shit about this game.
0: game. The Browns
1: Deshaun Watson looked like shit. It was the Browns defense that literally did everything. You had what was it? A fumble six, you had a punt return. That's That's all it was. Deshaun Watson looked awful. He threw a goal line interception. The Texans looked awful. It was just the Browns. The Browns defense is literally why they won.
0: That's, and that's, look, the Texans are so bad. Like, we we wanted them to win this game, but the the bright side of this is is just showing how the football gods still work in our favor, is that you see 27 to 14, you're like, ah, shit, Watson beat the Texans. But, no, it was literally three defensive touchdowns, which is like, okay, at least we don't feel gross about the Browns winning this game. Like, the, at least the football gods still worked so that the Browns could win and it didn't feel, like, just completely wrong. So, at least we had that going for us. But the Texans, I mean, they kept it close when, you know, they went up five to nothing. But uh, that was pretty much it. I mean, it was just kind of sad. All right. Yeah. Uh, Let's talk about our second tie of the season, Chris. Uh, Commanders-Giants.
1: Listen, we were saying last week that whoever won this game had a huge advantage for making a potential playoff spot in the NFC. And what happens? Neither team wins. Washington gets out to a nice double-digit lead. The Giants come back. They score 13 in the second quarter. And boom, ends in a 20-20 to tie. I'm and then they end up flexing the week 15 game of theirs to Sunday night. So I'm all for it more drama. And it really comes down to whoever wins that week 15 Sunday night football game right now. That's arguably their Washington and the Giants. That's their season right there.
0: Yeah. This is the precursor. And uh, it actually hurt the commanders uh, more than the Giants because now the Seahawks just took their spot. Um, I guess the Seahawks have a tiebreaker is what i'm guessing cuz they're only 7 and 5 and then I, or maybe the tie just counts as worse. Um but i don't know it it was kind of just back and forth. The commanders took a took a 7 point lead or a 10 point lead and then the giants got that turnover to begin the second half. They got the touchdown, took a 20 to 13 lead and then Jahan Dotson had that spin move for the touchdown. Um and then everything just kind of stalled out in overtime and that's those are the types of games that result in a surprising tie. And it's tough to see as one of those fans. But I would definitely say the Giants came out of here better than the commanders because the commanders just lost their spot. So they yeah. they have to go next uh, in two weeks.
1: But the, I think uh, the biggest thing is that Chase Young confirms he'll be back in that week 15 matchup. So we could see if that, that makes a difference in his first game back in over a year. So it'll be interesting. And you know what? It feels good to see two ties happen this year and the Steelers not be a part of one of them because it seems like every other year, they always have a little one next to their record with the uh, with the disappointing tie within the first three weeks. So, I don't like ties, but it's kind of funny seeing other teams have them.
0: Yeah. Okay, Chris. Here's a game where the actual game itself was relevant, but a big piece of news: uh, Lamar Jackson had an injury in this game. Uh, luckily, it was just a PCL tear.
1: Correct? I uh, some P- PCL sprain. I think he's out one the three. So- one to three weeks. He's yeah most likely not playing this week versus the Steelers so la sam it's like you said it's kind of reminiscent of uh last season when he went out with injury and he missed the rest of the season but this one isn't as severe uh you have tyler huntley stepping into that uh starting role which we have seen him they didn't they didn't win any games last year when lamar was out but huntley he was still able to move the ball we we know that this team can still put up points with him so the ravens uh, obviously you don't have Lamar it's not going to be fun but you can still have confidence that you can go out there and do stuff with the football you won't just be stale like how this Denver Broncos team is all year but the Broncos they suck 10-9 I don't have anything else to say I don't even want to talk about this game I ha- I'm, I'm I'm done you could say whatever you want I'm not saying anything
0: yeah and I, I don't feel like giving the Broncos my breath just one more thing about the the Ravens if anyone asks, like we did earlier in the podcast, how the fuck do the Steelers end up getting a winning record? Just look back at this game coming up this week. Uh, the TJ the the Watt against Tyler Huntley. Watch the Steelers are going to be six and seven, and boom, they're only two games away from having a winning record. This it doesn't even the kind feel of like that stuff that happens to them. I mean, so I've, I've been it's... I've been
1: ragging on Pittsburgh all year, rightfully so, with how bad the offense has been. Not firing Matt Canada and they're a win away from being one game under 500. So, you know what just goes to show good coaching from Tomlin's part and just never quitting when the season seemed to be over. They're right there in the hunt, right? Now. Literally. If you look at the AFC playoff picture, they're in the hunt right now.
0: I mean, the more the Patriots and the chargers keep losing, it's just more room for the Steelers to come back. So we'll see. All right. 49ers dolphins. This game was fun for a little bit until Jimmy Garoppolo, uh, Inevitably broke his leg. And uh yeah, they turned from my Super Bowl pick coming out of the NFC to a great roster, but now you have to rely on Brock Purdy as your quarterback, um, who played well to come into the game, but I don't know, a week by week basis, Chris, and then having to go into the playoffs as a guy who's never started. I just don't know how the rest of the season is going to pan out for the Niners. I mean, luckily they have a great roster. So maybe just, you know, good enough coaching could land. I don't know. I really don't. Yeah, know I mean,
1: listen play. two, two, two. your top two quarterbacks go down. Now, now you're relying on Mr. Irrelevant who has to now become Mr. Relevant. Terrible joke. I'm sorry, but the details of Garoppolo's injury wasn't a broken foot. It was a, I'm going to butcher this. It was a list Frank injury which that's what yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm, I'm not a doctor. I, I don't, I don't know. But if rehab goes smoothly, he, if rehab goes smoothly, there's a chance of him returning in seven to eight weeks, which they make a, win a game in the playoffs or a couple games. He can make it back. It's, it's a long shot, but it's still a possibility.
0: Yeah. Eh, yeah. That's it. You just got to get there. I mean, I don't know. Maybe Brock Purdy will become the new, and they have the weapons on
1: offense one. to still be successful. Brock looked looked good. I know it was a very small sample size we saw from him, but um, this 49ers team, they have good coaching. They have playmakers on both sides of the ball, and I'm not trying to sit here and say they, they're they dead, but I i don't know. I, I don't have as much confidence in them. It's, it's an uphill battle now.
0: Yeah, look, Garoppolo, the good news for 49ers fans is that the reason why the 49ers are so good is not because of Garoppolo, so if you could just turn Brock Purdy into a guy who just makes the right reads and doesn't turn the ball over too often and just puts it in the guy in their best guy's hands and also lets the defense do their job they'll be fine we'll see what happens yeah. uh with the dolphins though you know they're just going to have these tough games they came in uh they scored on the first play of the game uh Tua Finally had two interceptions. Didn't look too good in this game, but that's what happens when you go into San Francisco and play the best defense in the league. Um, you were bound to stall out sometimes.
1: Yep, Jalen and, Waddle
0: got hurt. Yeah, Jalen Waddle got hurt. There was a nice touchdown to Tyree Kill, uh, but other than that, I mean, yeah. I, I, look, the Dolphins are fine. They're, they're still going to be fine. They'll still make the playoffs. They'll still have a great offense, but, um, you know, it's just a tough matchup, and they couldn't pull it out.
1: Yep. All right, Sam. Um, A game that the only really thing that I find to be relevant from this game besides uh, Lockett and Metcalf having both monster performances is Kenneth Walker going to be out this week with a with an ankle injury. So that's a big blow for them. They're, they're stud running back because there's a touchdown machine. The Rams closer than I would expect it. It was 27-23, but honestly, I can't really recall too much from this game besides seeing the argument between Kenneth Walker and Geno and a couple big plays from Lockett and DK, but besides that, it kind of just seems like a memory in the past that I won't remember in a few weeks, so I really yeah, don't care a, too much about this game.
0: It was a nice little back and forth. Uh, Geno Smith's first uh, fourth quarter game-winning drive since 2014, so that's good for him. That that just adds to another uh, comeback player of the year uh, stat for him. I'm so and, happy uh,
1: for him, man. He's... I it's, it's it's just great watching him
0: be, be, be so good this year. Just got got to love it. Yeah, and it was so nice to see DK Metcalf. The, you know, once I'm finally eliminated from the playoffs, the one time I start him, mean, finally gets 27 fantasy points. Thank you so much, DK. You could have done that, you know, all fucking season. But uh, it's all right. I mean, good game-winning drive for them. Yeah, the Rams somehow looked better in this game. Just, I mean, the Seattle defense sucks, so maybe it was that. But, yeah, other than that, it was a fun back and forth but the seahawks did need to win that game so it was important for them good for gino now they're in the seventh seed and now they get to play the panthers so we'll see what happens i mean that, that could certainly be another win all right oh god are we at the Chiefs game yet no we're not okay chargers no. raiders raiders win 27 20 chris if they just don't blow a couple games they're in the playoffs the raiders
1: man going back to before the season i said the chargers are gonna have the best record in the afc coach of the year i was so high on them I thought they're going to be a top team, but you know what? I, would, I was I got proved wrong. I looked like an idiot, and that's okay. The Chargers—I don't care how good that roster is—they're just going to be mediocre. And I really don't know where to blame, like who to blame on this. I mean, it's just bad on all, all fast man.
0: Like Brandon Staley is a terrible coach. He should be. You fired. look at
1: that. I mean, between injuries, coaching—it's—it's it's just a mess. And then you Staley. Look at- bad and then and then you look at the Raiders they're a team very slow start and they're just here five and seven another team that's in the hunt and you just look at it a lot of these teams they win one or two more games in those first five weeks of of action this season is completely different for everyone and Devontae Adams monster game Josh Jacobs another great game so the Raiders are starting to find their stride while the Chargers they're five hundred, and ugh, I'm 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 worried for them. A team with this much talent should not be this bad right now.
0: Yeah, you know they're going to miss the playoffs. Um, at nine and eight, eight and nine, the Chargers, same story every year. Even I fell for it at this point, giving them eleven wins back in August on our predictions. But this is what happens. Uh, I don't know what to tell you. I mean, their defense is never as good as they as anyone thinks. Their offensive line is overrated. Their coaching sucks. They only give Austin Eckler the ball on the ground 10 fucking times. Like, he's not a wide receiver. Stop. They
1: they split carries on, on the ground, but he gets a ton of work through the air. It's but weird. Like,
0: they're just not utilizing their players the right way. And then they put Justin Herbert in these positions like a fourth and 12 where he has to throw this bomb, which, yeah, he's talented enough for 50% of the time it's going to actually work out that just proves how good Herbert is but look to put up 20 points against the Raiders defense and lose and now you're 6 and 6 is just embarrassing if you're a Chargers fan i'm sorry like I, we've given you enough chances we've given you enough chances throughout the years with Philip Rivers i said this last week justin herbert you can you can be as talented as you want get all the stats you want he's the new Phillip rivers he's never going to win a ring It's going to be the same shit for 12 years. He's going to have 4,000 yards every single season, 25-plus touchdowns. And they're going to be in the hunt every fucking year. And then it's rather going to be bad injuries, bad coaching, bad luck, uh, blowing games. And that's just the Charger away. So uh, congratulations to the Raiders. They're starting to win a bunch of games. They're actually utilizing Jacobs and Devontae Adams together in the same game. And it's resulting in a lot of points. Uh, Who would have thought?
1: Raiders, man, their offense is so condensed. It just goes through two players, Josh Jacobs and Devontae Adams. You know who's getting the targets, you know who's gonna get all the work. So it's not really that hard, especially from a fantasy point of view, who to who who, who the guys are gonna be on a weekly basis. So
0: Yeah, I was literally gonna say, like they're probably the easiest team in fantasy to, to know and, who to start every week.
1: And the Dolphins, man. It's just Tyreek and and Waddle. It's just those two.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um. All right. Well, here's a game I didn't want to have to move on to, uh, because I've I've had a good run in the last uh what what has it been the last five weeks? you' know, of it seems football this season. Every and... every great
1: every great player or team has a kryptonite. Brady. It is the NFC East and was the Saints, I should say. And looks like Mahomes is Joe Burrow now, losing three games to him within a year. So tough loss. Sure, for
0: them. Anton Brady. Um, you know,
1: <clears> tough throat> loss, throat> but the Bengals, man, it's, it's literally a repeat of last year. Slow start. Come on hot middle to the end of the year. And they're looking. they're getting hot at the right time, looking to make a another Super Bowl run. And they have a huge game against the Chiefs that they that they get a win in. Uh Jamar comes back, looks great. No Joe Mixon. P Ryan looks like an absolute beast. on uh, Kansas City man I thought Sam, I already was over this with you with my whole Travis Kelsey thing. If you told me that Travis Kelsey was going to have his worst fantasy performance of the year in this game, I would, I would have said you were high and what happened? That's exactly what happened. I, I, I can't get into it right now. Cause I'm going to, I'm getting pissed off just thinking about it, but I'll let you take it away because I'm, I'm so pissed off at rostering Kelsey and him only getting me eight points.
0: Usually it's one or two of those a year. Uh, but, I don't know. Thank God we're recording this on Wednesday. If we recorded this on Sunday, I'd have a whole different attitude. If but... we
1: recorded this Sunday night, Sam, I I, I might have just snapped my computer. And yeah, this would when... be
0: an ugly podcast. This would be bad. Oh, I don't know. I'm not going to be one of those Chiefs fans. It's just, I, look, I was that in the moment. I think any fan of any NFL team overreacts in the moment when they're heated. But I still see Chiefs fans today and probably for the next week or so are going to say, like, Chiefs versus refs, oh, blah, blah, blah. I fucking hate those Chiefs fans. Stop giving us a bad rep. Like, you're not a real Chiefs fan. Shut the fuck up, dude. Like, I see all these guys on Instagram and, like, just like, dude, no wonder why everyone fucking hates us. Like, Patrick Mahomes, he's not a hateable guy. He's a likable dude. There's players on our team that are likable. It's the fucking fans that get so prissy when we lose oh we lose four games every year and all four of those losses were such bitches about it when we lose and i'm like guys do you not realize we just we just surpassed 10 years straight of a winning record every fucking year like be a little more grateful maybe these people are 12 years old so they don't know anything else besides good cheese football and they're spoiled but like Bring me back to the Matt Castle days. Bring me back to Brody Croyle in a 2-14 record. Bring me back to where we picked Eric Fisher first overall, not even 10 years ago. So, like, let's calm down a little bit. Yeah, I'm pissed off that this was supposed to be a revenge game, and now Joe Burrow officially has her number. That sucks. It was a hard loss. It was terrible to watch. I mean, our defense played bad. Our tackling was horrific. We had no pass rush. I thought our pass rush was coming along the last few weeks. You know, Chris Jones, I've been saying a lot of great things about him this season. Um, and then it was nowhere to be found on this game. We let Joe Burrow complete tons of third downs. I mean, that last pass to seal the game was good on his, his part, but I'm just in shock how we let that happen. Um, you know, a, a good thing is we didn't let, you know, the 50-yard touchdowns from Jamar Chase happen like we did last year. But either way, we, our defense just didn't play up to par. Um, the Kelsey fumble that killed us on offense. Um, obviously, there was a few bad calls here and there. There's a few bad calls for every team in every game. But, like, stop blaming that as the reason why we lost, guys. You know it was our defense. Our defense just sucked in this game. Joe Burrow owns us. And I don't know what it is, but there's something when we go into Cincinnati and we just choke. Um, but I was more pissed during the AFC Championship game. Um, I was more pissed and devastated in that game that we just blew that lead. But with this game, I'm just more disappointed. I'm more sad um, than anything that we just couldn't get it done. And now it makes me a little more worried for two reasons, because uh, what a lot of people would say the two best teams in the AFC, other than the Chiefs are the Bills and the Bengals, we didn't get the wins against them this year. Uh, we lost both times to the Bills and the Bengals. And the second part now is with losing to the Bengals, the Bills have the first seed. So I have a lot less confidence uh, marching into Buffalo come January if we want to go to the Super Bowl. Um, Look, I mean, the Chiefs have a pretty easy schedule to end the season. we got the Broncos twice, the Raiders, the Texans and the Seahawks. So if we win out and the Bills just lose one more game, we get back the one seed. So it's still possible. I mean, the season isn't completely over, obviously. I mean, we have, we're, we're the Chiefs. We're, we're always going to have a chance. But, I mean, this was a really tough loss. I think the Bills are a much better team than they were last year. And they could absolutely win out as well. So this was, this was was this was a tough loss. But I'm hoping now that was the last loss of the season for the Chiefs and we can take that uh, you know, pissed-off energy from blowing this game and put it into the rest of the season plus the playoffs, maybe we'll meet up against the Bengals in the playoffs again and we'll get a revenge. I don't know. But, um, look, overall, I don't want to harp on this game too much. It really fucking sucked in the moment. I was heated, but we've had a few nights rest to get over it, and now we just got to move on. Um, yeah, that's pretty much all I have to say. I mean, all I have to say is my message to Chiefs fans that – complain about a lot of bullshit whenever we lose calm down guys the worst we've ever ended a season with Patrick Mahomes is an overtime loss at home in the AFC championship game life's pretty good as a Chiefs fan trust me like you got to be more grateful this loss did suck but we still have Mahomes we're still the Chiefs we're still gonna have a chance every week we're still gonna have a chance in the playoffs so it's a tough loss but we got to get over it and yeah Chris um let's actually move on to a game Where I've only predicted one team this year, one team in one game to score fifty plus points this year. It happened in the fourth quarter. You gave me a look. You gave me a look when I said fifty-five to ten, Cowboys are going to win this game. And guess what? They won fifty-four to nineteen. So
1: thirty-three in the fourth quarter is insane. I'm not. I'm not going to lie. I watched none of this game. And even if I did watch this game, I wouldn't care simply because such a blowout. The Colts suck.
0: So, Colts ranked 31st I'm ready. on NFL's uh, rankings. That's pretty bad. I'm,
1: re- I'm ready to uh they're ranked 31st.
0: Yeah. I think that's the Broncos so are worse than the Colts. Yeah. yeah.
1: But, I mean at least at least the Colts can put up near twenty. But uh I'm ready to move on. 54-19. Congrats, Cowboys. Yeah. You Cowboys beat up dudes. on a shitty team.
0: They they put up fifty a few times here. But that's probably. the thing.
1: If if you're a quote unquote good team, you should be able to handle the bad teams pretty easily.
0: Okay, I see that as a slight jab against the Cowboys because you hate the Cowboys, but that was a little. Past no, course.
1: I'm just being serious. I mean, if you're a good team, you shouldn't struggle against a, a bad team. You know what I'm trying to say? No, I understand
0: what you're saying. They dominated. So,
1: all right, our final game, and what I said, the Saints were going to beat the Bucks, and it looked good for a minute. Bucks narrowly escaped, seventeen to sixteen, with seconds remaining on the clock from a um, Rashid. Sh- no, no. Oh, I'm looking at the wrong Rashid, Rashid. White. Rashid know. White. Rashad Rashad. Uh, R- Rashad. White. I'm looking at Rashid Rashid Shanid. <laughs> <Shahid. laughs> That's what I'm looking at right now. Um Rashad White, touchdown from Brady. And man, it was close. It was it was a boring game for the most part, but close game and crucial win for the Bucks to get back to 500. And now they pretty much have I'm gonna say that they have full control over this division. It sucks this division.
0: Oh, there's no chance for any of the other teams. The Saints, man, they're we're talking about the Broncos, the Texans, the start. Poles. Jameis, the Saints are quietly having one of the worst seasons I've ever seen. Oh, uh, it's so bad. Like the coach, the coaching is just. You want to talk about bad coaching? Dennis Allen is just—he's horrific. Um, and yeah, we've ranted about Jameis, like you said. Like just put him in. I don't care if he's even 80% healthy. Just put him the fuck in. Put Ian Book in. I don't care. Put Taysom Hill in. Taysom Hill had a 35 yard touchdown. Put him in. He had one attempt for 20 one for one, 21 yards passing. How about you how about you throw him in and see how he does? Like, I get it, their defense technically blew this game, but still, like man, the Saints are just bad this year. I mean, that's it's it. Now they're going have a losing record for the first time since 2016, I believe. Wow. And uh yeah, Tom Brady just took the record for the most. What was the fourth quarter comebacks uh, for a win? So I don't know. I didn't watch this game, but I did see the I did see the last two minutes of the game on YouTube to see how Tom Brady came back, and it was just it was a, such a typical Tom Brady comeback. It wasn't anything flashy. It was just eleven yard passes, and then eventually, oh look, he's at the five yard line. Oh look, there's three seconds left. Oh wait, it's Tom Brady. Of course, it's going to be a game winning touchdown, and that's what happened. So they're six and six. That's plenty good enough to win this division, even if they win two more games. I always yeah, that's Tom Brady. It wins.
1: I, I think it, whatever team gets to eight wins is going to win this division.
0: Chris, I'm telling you, I know the Bucks roster hasn't been that good this year. Don't count Tom Brady out. You can totally see in his career, you know, he's going to fucking write, you know, you know there's going to be movies about his career, books. You could totally see he will become the first fucking player in NFL history to win the Super Bowl after having a losing record. You could just see it. You could just see it. That, what a way to end his career. You know what I mean? I, like, I, I don't want to see it. And then go on a run. I it don't want to totally see it. Happen. But Sam,
1: I hope that doesn't happen because I don't I don't think I'll be able to physically handle that.
0: At this point, it, it's just... Who cares it, anymore?
1: It, oh, God. But uh, Sam, I'm going to pretend like I didn't hear that because... That would just be terrible because for the next uh, uh, until the day we die, we're gonna have to see every day. Tom Brady, eight and nine leads him to a Super Bowl. Like
0: I, I, don't, I don't feel like handling. I don't feel like hearing about. He's it. He's already Sam, had so many accolades that I'm not even phased anymore. <laughs> like just, just um, it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> that's gonna do it for us from a uh, week thirteen recap. Sucks to end it on such a negative note. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I know for the it, Chiefs game on, it was really negative. <laughs> Yep. We sort with such a high. We just went down, but that's going to do it from us here uh, with fun recapping the game. Sam, I'm looking forward to our next episode. These next few days to look over week 14. Shouldn't be as exciting. Not as many exciting games. I mean, just quickly
0: glancing ahead. I'm
1: yeah, no, it's going to be gross. All right. Yeah.
0: Um. Yeah. Week 14 is a weird one. I'm not what watching a
1: negative way to end off this episode on. It just went really downhill, but Sam, let's get out of here before uh this episode gets any more depressing
0: okay (laughs) yeah guys uh enjoy raiders rams uh just yeah on thursday night if we if we come back on friday instead but yeah all right guys thank you for listening of course it was still a fun week um we'll be back for next episode within the next two days and uh yeah we'll see you guys later all right later guys